And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now here on the program, pleased to have with us Dr. Justin Ransom, Senior Director of Sustainable Food Strategy at Tyson Foods, and Chad Martin, VP of Cattle Procurement at Tyson Fresh Meats. And I appreciate uh, both of you joining us here on the program today. Thanks so much. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. Well, Chad, Justin, let's dive in and uh, some very interesting, uh, exciting things going on with Tyson Foods right now. We're talking about the Climate Smart Beef Program. And just to start, uh, how did Tyson Foods create the Climate Smart Beef Program? What is it and, and what led to the launch? You know, we've been on a journey for quite a while in terms of being able to bring this to market. Um, we were challenged a number of years ago to set a science-based target and, and a net zero target. And with beef and the emissions from uh, the beef business being a majority of, or more than a majority of uh, our total emissions, we really figured out we needed to have a, a pathway of how, how can we reduce emissions in our beef and beef value chain that we can be able to talk with different stakeholders around the good things that are happening in agriculture and, and how do we bring something like this to market. So everything from bringing scientists into the conversation, NGOs with EDF and TNC. Um, Deloitte uh, has helped us with, with the data and the data frameworks. And then progressive producers like Adams Land and Cattle, as well as uh, the farmers and ranchers that they're buying cattle from. So a lot of people have been involved and we're a journey and, and we're just getting started. Well, obviously, sustainability is such a huge topic throughout agriculture right now. It's great to see programs like this getting going. So let's look a little more at the nuts and bolts. How does the Climate Smart Beef program work exactly? I think it'd be best for us to, to go back to the to the very, very beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the first the first part of this is um, producers participating in as we build this supply chain. And there's some there's some key things that, that have to be done on the front end. Um, one is they do have to be enrolled in a verified program today. That's under the beef care program from where food comes from. And that becomes a foundation uh, for uh, enrollment into this in, into the brazen uh, beef program that we've rolled out. The second thing is they have to agree to not sell their carbon rights these travel with the animal as it goes through the supply chain. They have to uh, share the relevant operational information to go into the accounting framework or calculator that, that we've developed to be able to demonstrate how much of a reduction that we've had on overall greenhouse gases. And then they have to uh, participate in on-farm audits. We take all of that from the very beginning. The animals move through the supply chain and as they move through the supply chain, we continue to collect data uh, on an individual animal basis all the way up until the point in time that it goes onto the harvest floor. And then we calculate again that per animal basis with an individual electronic ID, what was the reduction back to the baseline. And so that's the that's the operational nuts and bolts on it from beginning to end. I don't know if you want to mm -hmm. add more to that too, Justin. Well, you know, I think I think the while we're pulling data out of the value chain. We're also mm -hmm. ultimately going to be sharing data back with producers so they understand how their animals are performing, uh, both in the feedlot as well as uh, on the rail. And we can get individual animal and, and carcass information back to that 
farm of origin um, as, as part of the program, as a value for, for producers and participating in programs like this. Um, but, you know, this, this is really all about how do we create a more resilient farm and ranch sector, um, both economically as well as environmentally. How do we make us more resilient uh, during droughts uh, or, or storms? And so I think what we're trying to do is how do we ultimately create value for producers to participate in programs like this? Well, it seems like a lot of great benefits for producers and the value there, and of course, helping with sustainability goals across the country, across the globe. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier uh, some of the collaborators, you know, EDF, the Nature Conservancy, Deloitte, Adams Land and Cattle, et cetera. What was their role in helping to kind of develop this program? Can you expand on that a little bit more? I'll, I'll start with the first. Um, you know, it was really when, when we started working on this concept, we knew we needed to bring some critical thinkers along along as well to think over our shoulder, to, to look over our shoulder and make sure mm -hmm. our math was right. Um, but also just help us think more holistically. And I think that was one of the reasons, you know, we brought, we asked, uh, you know, the Nature Conservancy to, to uh, help us and, and where food comes from on the beef care standard. Initially, that was probably almost three years ago. And they began really bringing in the, the detailed criteria in the beef care standard relative to environment, such that, uh, you know, it was, it gave uh, expectations around pasture management and and having a pasture management plan and bringing in the detail that that standard really that added value to that standard. And then, you know, EDF, we've worked with them for several years uh, relative to row crops and uh, using their nitrogen balance uh, focus, which is how do we optimize the use of nitrogen, which we know nitrogen is the largest driving factor or source of emissions in, in grain production. And so working with, with experts and stakeholders that could really give us their perspective and show that, that we as a, as a food company and, and a, an important player in the broader food sector and agriculture sector, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to bring, uh, progressive thinking into this conversation. And it's not just, uh, and we want to be transparent that, that mm -hmm. everybody can, can understand what we're doing and the impact that we're making and how can we bring others along on the journey with us on this. Chad, you want to talk about the other people that we're involved? Yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, we, we talk about, we go back to where, where food comes from. They become, they become not only just the beef care standard uh, that Justin referred to, but also the boots on the ground that are able to collect the data and the information that's needed to go into the into the calculator. Adams Land and Cattle Company, as a as a feeding partner, they had the infrastructure in place to be able to track animals on the individual basis, all the way through from from receipt to receival of the animal to the point in time that it delivers to us. With that, and in doing that, and, and already having that in place that really helped us to be able to to tie the whole program together. Fantastic. Well, I know folks can learn more about Tyson's Climate Smart Beef Program on the Tyson Foods website. The link is up on our website, markettalkag.com. And we appreciate the time today with that, Dr. Justin Ransom and also Chad Martin with Tyson. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen, and uh, we appreciate it and have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you.
This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.